1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com, get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Brian Blessing coming to you from Las Vegas. And we got the boys, John and Mike. We got an hour of fun and frivolity lined up for you. Invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. And the number to call is 800 209 1679. Oh boy, football's about to start. I can only imagine. You guys are fired up and ready to go. It may only be preseason, but football nonetheless, fellas. Hi, guys. How you doing, yeah, Brian? Hey, Brian. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful Wednesday. We are uh, having some weird weather here on the East Coast where it's sunny one minute and then it's about to be floods and thunderstorms the next. So it's this is the time of the year where weather is going to matter because come football, we know early in the season, and it's hurricane season, where that affects it year to year. So that plays a big role. And, you know, me personally, I just use the preseason for tracking purposes. I'm not going to bet the preseason. I'm not betting the fifth and sixth stringers. I don't know if you are. You don't believe that, Brian. Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian. No. You don't believe that, dude. No, it sounded good. It sounded good. I'm not It sounded it. great, though. It sounded <laughs> great. He said it with conviction. He said it totally uh, with conviction. Well, I watched uh, watched Hard Knocks last night. It was the first episode with the Oakland Raiders, and what I know is I'm probably not going to draft a Raider on my fantasy team. That's what I got out of that episode. I love that show. 
I, I don't care what team they're covering. I, I think it's awesome to go behind the scenes and see what they're doing. And Gruden's a colorful character. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. The, the one thing they've got, uh, that, that offensive line, I, I, I don't know how good they are, uh, but, boy, they are mammoth. Yeah, it seems that way. It seems like every time you, you know you watch a show and year after year, even the team stinks, you have hope. You have hope for the team. You see how hard they're practicing. And what that just reminds me of is every team is doing that. Every team is trying to put their best possible product out there. They're trying to figure out and weed through the second and third stringers and see what type of rookies or players that could step up and be those leaders. And, you know, every team across the country is doing that. I mean, you see it on, you know, social media. These teams are having these joint practices and they're getting in fights already. I mean, look, I love it. I love football time. You know, this is just NFL, what we tend to forget about because there's no preseason. The college starts even sooner. And and we know John is excited because this guy is an in-game. Look, this guy every night calls me. All he does is do in-game live trading on baseball. He's obsessed with it. He literally sits in front of the screen all night. I've never seen him so passionate about baseball in years past. I can only imagine when football starts how much more excited he's going to be. Well, you know, the, the issue, Brian, is when you have teams, especially on the favorite side, and we'll go over the numbers later, that, you know, give up lots of runs early in the inning. You, it's not only about the passion, it's about that word you hate, value. So, you know, for instance, an example yesterday was the Angels were, were winning 3 nothing against Cincinnati, but they're on the road. And that game flips to Cincinnati's now plus 250 in-game live. Um, you have Tampa Bay was tied up 6-6. You get a scenario where you can get Tampa was down three nothing initially before they were tied up. Tampa was plus two fifty around about. So I took a shot with both teams, small risk, maximum gain. Cincinnati comes back, they win. Tampa Bay comes back, ties the game, and they win. So again, a lot of times people are very they're in a rush to play and they're looking to play games, you know, right before kickoff. But like I said, right looking here's a perfect example. I'm not this is not an in game live wager, but Minnesota is losing six something in the third inning, and you know it's obviously they're probably not going to win that game. And obviously anything can happen with the pitching. But you know when you look at the original numbers on these games, and then you compare them to the in-game live. And I'm going to do this. I love what I love about Wednesday, Brian, and baseball season is we actually get the early uh, games where we don't have to talk about what else we can talk about the reality in real time. So let me look here. Right now, Braves went off as a 110 favorite. And right now, in-game live, Minnesota at home as the outright game winner. I have a refresh. Right now, for instance, you can get Minnesota plus six-and-a-half runs, minus 116. You can get Minnesota plus five-and-a-half runs, plus 137. You can get Minnesota plus four-and-a-half runs, plus 216. So the way I would play, Brian, because I have that bottom in the ninth inning, there's no play on this game. For all you guys listening on the radio, don't go full bore on this game. But that's a good value proposition. Don't you agree, Brian? You can get Minnesota plus four and a half you, at plus 215, but you can also get Minnesota right now plus six and a half, which means they're winning by half minus 116. 
It negates the whole amount that they're down right now, and you're actually if they just well, the game starts over. The game, you're a winner. Basically, the game starts over. Um, well, the game starts over, but you're paying sixteen cents to have a half a run lead. Oh, no, no, I know. I, and you know, and the other thing is, and, and as you evaluate this, uh, they played a twelve-seven game last night. It's six nothing through three. The Braves are hitting the cover off the ball. They've got seven hits. The Twins are a great hitting team, and through three innings, don't have a hit yet. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, you basically you start over, uh, you you reevaluate, and you then you sit there and say. You know what are the twins? The twins probably cycle through the, in the nature of the game too. When it's six nothing, and you look at this, the twins are probably going to use their B and C middle relievers because it's a game at the moment they're hopelessly out of, so it could produce even more runs. Right now, what I would do, I wouldn't start trying to be a wise guy and taking the under. Uh, on these inflated totals, which I see a lot of people getting killed with. But the point is, in my last nine live wagers, I've taken basically teams that were favored before the game. And on the last nine, I'm 9-0, and 6-0 on Saturday, 2-0 yesterday. And I converted every single game to a plus 200 or more dog. So when I go back to the value, it's not about bragging is what it's really about is the fact that you can create, you can take that favorite, and you can create the, the favorite and turn it into a dog. I mean, you look at, for instance, Houston right now. Houston's playing the Rockies, and they're playing 370. The game's 0-0. So what will happen is if you get through that game and that line winds up, um, you know, they winds up being a 0-0 in the fifth inning, you'll be able to grab Houston – and you'll be able to grab Colorado plus runs, and you you have an ARP. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways to play baseball, and this is the thing. People are very excited. Um, they claim they're not going to play uh, preseason football like Mike just claimed. It's just a claim. Don't even buy into it one bit. They'll be firing away on all cylinders. Let me, um, let, so, me di- let me dive into in, in the, to the trading aspect of this, which is what you sure. do a lot. And for, for this game, that for whatever reason, you know, we jumped on. In the last 90 seconds, this number has bounced all over the place. There's a new total on the game where it's over 12 and a half and it's minus $1.38. But they also put an adjusted total out, oh, uh, an alternate total, I should say, of th- over 13 and a half. Five, uh, two minutes ago, it was plus $1.05. Then it went to minus a nickel and then uh, it bounces uh, right back to plus 107 so in the last right. 90 seconds that number has you know these things it's it's just it's the the point that uh, well, the in-game trading here's, aspect of it, it the game is constantly on here, here's an even better one the rockies just scored Houston before the game in the top of the first inning they're up one nothing Houston before the game was three seventy. They immediately one run took them down a hundred dollars. They're two seventy. So not that I want to lay two seventy, but what happens is what you hope in those situations is the reversion of the mean of the good team bounces back. So right now I can play Houston minus two and a half runs plus one twenty. I'm gonna repeat that. I got a game that's three seventy. It's the first inning. There's a good opportunity they're going to win this game by three runs. And I've now literally taken a team that was minus 370, 
just on a handicap because they, they gave up a run in the top of the first, and I can get him even money. Yeah, I mean, it's just the point that, that with the end game, uh, basically, it's be, be it algorithms or whatever these numbers are, but it is it is it's intriguing to watch. You know the bounce back, the the buyback on some things. Uh, well, I give you a perfect. I give you a, I give you a perfect example. On Sunday, um, I had to play a small trade on Toronto. Um, Toronto against uh, the Baltimore Orioles, and Toronto lost the game. And midway in, they were down. I don't know four runs, five runs, and I just you know the pitching for Baltimore is horrible. So I went in there and I played Toronto plus. Two and a half runs, plus two hundred. They came back. They lost the game by one. I basically covered my play and made a profit. So there's a lot of ways you can use the in-game live wager. It's not necessarily a naked wager. You can use the hedge because a lot of times, if you know the pitching is horrible, and even if the team's going to lose, it doesn't mean because I mean, look, you're a totals guy, and me and you talk about stats all the time. It, from the there's a perspective. Uh, and I'll give you the absolute numbers that obviously pitching is horrible this year. I mean, people are just knocking the ball out of. I mean, it's so you when you know that a team doesn't have pitching like the Orioles, even if they have the lead, it doesn't mean that they're going to beat the team up, you know, and not give up any more runs. So you you can take advantage of this. And again, what are we doing? Are we just? We, you're right. We're using algorithms. We're not trying to do this because of our gut. This is too hard to do this. There's but but no the, but, but the one thing is, algorithms will dictate what the number should be. Then the human Correct. and and you can let numbers guide you. But then there's a human flair, and I would think it would be a really intriguing exercise to on Thursday. Friday, Saturday, throughout the course of the preseason, where uh, the preseason games are off, and there are in-game offerings that are put up, but that is really where information comes into play. Who's the quarterback? Uh, you know, are all the offensive linemen out of the game? Are are they basically? You know, the, are they really? Are we talking the scrubs? And are the scrubs coming in in the second quarter, or in the third quarter, or the fourth quarter? But the trading aspect of it with these preseason games, where if you are, I'm going to use your word, hyper-focused on a game and you're watching, and you get up, oh, yeah, the, yeah the, these quarterbacks are done, this guy's going the rest of the way, you have a chance to react to that information maybe before some others do. Well, I mean, coming to football, I don't believe, especially in preseason, that makes any logical sense. I mean, John saying that I, I'm at that preseason. I'm telling you, I'm giving my word. I will not touch a preseason game because mm-hmm. we know what these coaches do in the fourth quarter. They're not trying to win the game. They're going for – they're basically going for scenarios they might run into during the season where they go for two or they go on fourth down. They're not the – ma- the fact that they have to win the game does not matter as much as they want to see how certain players play This is a test of the National Emergency Alert System.
This system was developed by broadcast and cable operators in voluntary cooperation with the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the Federal Communications Commission, and local authorities to keep you informed in the event of an emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, an official message would have followed the tone alert you heard at the start of this message. No action is required. The, the, the 80th through 93rd guys uh, that are on a roster and are going to be cut on Tuesday, uh, I mean, you know, there are opportunities. I, I don't think you can say that, that there aren't massive opportunities that present themselves. I think you have to be diligent and patient and, and not go over the top. But I, I do think that there are defined opportunities that present themselves in preseason football. Well, let me clarify. I'm not going to bet a game before it starts in preseason. Oh, I don't know. So that's nuts. I mean, no, the whole game's a right. dog's breakfast. I right. I agree with that. But in-game, if I could see value, like you said, I absolutely track that, and I do that with every sport. So for us to sit there and monitor the games in baseball, to monitor the games in preseason football, it's just, for us, it's just, we're not hyper-focused, as you said, this is the word of the day, on one specific sport. We're trying to be fully diversified and get access to every possible line opportunity out there on the night to find that gem, you know, on the board, one or two spots at night. Because now instead of it just being baseball, starting tomorrow, we have a full slate of football as well. No, and, and that's that's the amazing thing about this. And, and John, go, you know, go seven weeks into the future or whatever. But, but when you're sitting there and – you got weeknight college football games. You got the NBA, the NHL, and baseball, and it's all going. I mean, and you've got this massive menu of things that are happening. Uh, just the sheer volume of opportunities that exist. I mean, your head's got to be on a swivel in that war room. Well, first of all, let's go two weeks into the future. On August 21st, two weeks into the future, I'm going to be sitting next to you doing the radio show live. I'll have up all the screens for you. I'll bring the whole arsenal. You'll be able to watch the in-game numbers on the DB screen live. And we can have fun. We can live trade while we're on the air live with Mike back here in Baltimore. There you go. You'll I mean, see it in it, real time. You'll see it, it's, these, it's amazing. These. It's amazing. And then, and then you know, the opportunities exist. And we say with the odds makers, in addition to the, the live trading aspect of it, the appetite from the players, the, the odds makers, in terms of the offerings, are only limited by their creativity. Oh, I mean, this is the whole – I mean, Mike went up to Atlantic City and he saw the, the, the play. I mean, look, the reality is if you're one-dimensional – it is so hard to beat this game in a one-dimensional manner. You know, if you trade the financial markets and you have any financial knowledge of trading, you have to be able to take positions on or against different uh, financial instruments. The problem in this business is it's the same scenario. Most uneducated sports bettors, they try to make money by doing one thing, only picking a winner. I like this team. I think they're going to win. And then they want to do what we call bet it and forget it. And again, I'm not saying that it's easy. That's why we're in business. It's not easy. We're we're in the office, just like the markets open from nine to four Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're in the we're in the market of monitoring these games. So on a Saturday and on a Sunday, we don't leave the office. I mean, we literally have a staff of thirty traders that are staring at these TVs 
and they're watching because again from you Brian that likes the eye test what I am realizing um, is that there's a way to get around that even when you're in game live trading like I, I have algorithms that show me what the odds should be and I'm looking at a screen and I'm seeing that a team's up six nothing and I'm not looking to see if anybody's on base or how many outs there are and I'm still able to make these trades in a very quick manner because you have like you said the money moves so quick you have to be on it and how could you possibly watch 40 college football games simultaneously it's not likely i mean you may text me and say i know what's going to happen with this total at halftime on one individual game but if you really have to use computers to basically monitor these games especially when you're in that in-game live world oh no i really i mean how many times have we sat together watching a game and with four minutes to go in the second quarter You'll sit there and go, well, what do you think? Uh, the second half. And sit there and say, oh, I think it'll be three and a half, 23 and a half. And then someone scores a field goal or a touchdown or something happens in the final two minutes to go that number. Now it's two and a half, you know, uh, 21 and a half. Uh, but to start working in advance on what you think the number is going to be and then plot the course how you think the second half will play then the reaction time matters too because you have a short window but when those i i mean not only do we have that conversation i'll say we'll talk about it say uh, i think it'll open two and a half but i bet you they bet at the three then you know i either if you're gonna lay the points i gotta bet it quick or you know and i i think it's a misguided move that even though it opens two and a half then you sit there and you wait and when it gets to three you come back the other way so i mean well, th- th- there's a lot goes into it talking so, about just so what one happened game was for people out there listening what happened we you know you'd always try to get that right number like lay three lay three in the second half and the game would be three and a half and you'd lose by the hook if you were dumb enough to bet it um now you don't have to be forced to take in that second half lumber because you can still in-game live wager. And so that's where the, the big game changer to the books are. So what do they do? What do they do to take advantage of the fact that the edge gets taken back to the player, the trader? Now, I wouldn't even call it the player, the trader. Well, what they do, Brian, is they make it very impossible to get big money down. I mean, all these big syndicates that are in-game live wagering and making a killing, they're not making a killing in one wager. They literally have 50 accounts because they got 500 they got $1,000 app limits on their phone. They, you know, they don't, they, that's the way they get around it. They, oh, we're going to give you an edge? We're going to give you an edge, but we're going to also give you a limit. I can bet 100000 on an NFL game. I can bet $500 on an in-game live wagering. You see what I'm saying? Oh, no. I mean, it, it's the game, the game within the game. It's the game within the game, and like I said, this is the game changer. By the way, talking about baseball stats and trends, there's a perception pitching is horrible, um, but line makers are just an inflate numbers. Right now into the season, all games, not counting the games that are actually been uh, that are playing right now, we have had a, had a total right now, just to give you the exact number, a total of 1,625 completed baseball games. Right Here we now, go. Wait overs, a minute. Get the pen out. Get the pen out. I just well, this is easy. I'm going to ask you as a total guy. Sixteen hundred and twenty-five games. How many games went over? How many games went under? Eight twenty-five over. Eight hundred under. Close. Eight nineteen over. Eight oh six under. And that's not forty-nine. Forty-nine percent to the under. 
fifty-one percent to the over. Hey, that was pretty good. That was that was pretty good. That was that was pretty good. You were really good. That was good. I got to hand it to you on that one. Uh, but but I mean that's the insanity you're talking about. People are saying, "Oh yeah, bet over you over, you'll make a fortune." Really, really, bet over you over, you'll make a fortune. You got a thirteen game edge, not counting the vig. No, it's remarkable. I mean, and listen, that's when you talk about who's got the edge. Think about that. What you just said, 1,625 games. Uh, the House is lay, is getting getting the juice on all those defeats. And their goal, that's their goal, is to be 50-50. And with over 1,600 games, you're sitting there saying they're within 16 games? 13, right. Uh, it's, it's nuts. Right. And that's, that goes back to what we talk about every year. You can't be biased to one side of the market. Right now, there's only one edge, which is an amazing stat this year in baseball, which has not really changed the entire season on wins and losses. We're not talking about money. We'll get to that. Um, home favorites in baseball are 659 and 427. Home favorites in baseball are 659 and 427, 61% basically. That is an unheard of statistic. So that's why I've been taking advantage of a lot of in-game live wagering. And what you'll see is with Cincinnati yesterday and Tampa Bay yesterday, and I'm not giving it away, guys. If you, It's not as simple as betting every home team. you got to pick your spots. But if you know that you have 60% of the home favorites have been winning, the live game strategy could be easily as simplistic as looking for home favorites that are losing, and when you can get double-digit numbers on your money, take them because the odds are on your side. And so, in essence, every game that I've played so far since last Saturday, 9-0, and it's basically a home team that's blown the lead early on in the game, i.e. this Minnesota. Now, the difference is Atlanta was a 110 favorite on the road. So Atlanta doesn't fit into that category. They were already laying the price. It would have only been valid if Minnesota was 110. You follow me? Mm-hmm. But these are these are six stats. I cannot remember a season where you had 60% through and through on the home favorites for the whole season. Um, and favorites as a whole, 1,117 to 664. They are absolutely crushing, crushing the the dogs. But as we talk about every week, that has nothing to do with your pocket, right? Because if that had anything to do with anything, then all the teams in the top of their division would be profitable. The Cubs are sixty-one and forty-two in the top of the NL Central. You're down two hundred and seventy-three dollars. Atlanta in the National League East. You're down two hundred and twenty-three dollars. Houston, you're up a measly three hundred and twenty nine dollars because there's and they're seventy four and forty. So if you're betting on Houston, you are as square as square can get, unless you're using an in game live strategy. What is the most profitable team? Well, last week when we were on the radio, we talked about San Francisco. Was, they were the most profitable team. Let's didn't see. you say Texas? Wasn't Texas one of them? Texas was the second most profitable team, and the ball continues to be the same. San Francisco has fallen down a little um, in terms of the money standings. The lead standing right now is the New York the Yankees. Not now. This is a scenario where it's very compelling 
It's not as good as you think. They're 74 and 39. You're up $1,509 if you bet every game since the beginning of the season. But again, they're hardly, they're hardly an underdog. They're 60 and 28 as a favorite versus the Baltimore Orioles, where if you only bet them away, you're up five, 500 bucks still. They're still getting the cash if you bet them away. Just don't bet them at home. Um, and, and that's it. They're, they're only down $1,000 for the season. To put that in perspective, Brian, Boston Red Sox are 60 and 56. You were down $1,706 if you bet them every game since the beginning of the season. While the Orioles are 38 and 75, and you are down 1,069 on the entire season betting on home and away. So wrap your heads around that. You got one team that's 38 and 75, you're down less than if you were betting on Boston, which is 60 and 56. Now, I got to ask you, with football coming, John, do you look at Mike when he's at his, his desk in his little station? Is he like a law student in the library with books stacked up high and he's no, got, he's no, got no, the no. light on? No, getting ready for fantasy football. I mean, it's all in his head. The guy's like a savant. He's nonverbal <laughs> during when football games run. You're not allowed to speak to him. That's a hockey yeah. player, Andre Savant. I mean, it's like literally the guy is, you know, you know, it's funny because, I mean, he literally, you've never seen a guy that excited to be at the office. And how many, think about normal occupations outside of this. How many people are excited to run to work at 8 in the morning on a Saturday? The guy literally is here at 7.59. It's like he's delighted because, you know, you got, for us, it's, you know, it's 12 noon. For you guys, obviously, when I'm in Vegas, it's 9 a.m., um, I don't know if he'd be delighted. I don't know, Mike. Were you delighted getting up at 4 in the morning when you were in Vegas with 20 apps going simultaneously? Huh, Mike? Yeah. I mean, it's early, but you know what? I uh, It doesn't matter. You know, football's here, you know, as much as everybody. Right now, my studying is starts. I'm, in, I'm invested into many different groups. I communicate. I mean, but here's the thing with fantasy. You've got to do your research. Prior to the draft, you have to make the right draft because then you have to be the best in game. When we say in game trading in fantasy, you have to basically basically be a good line manager throughout the entire year, where you're making the right decisions based on your lineup, and it pays off. I mean, look, John was very skeptical uh, for many years, and then he saw my results from last year, and he goes, "Man, you really know what you're doing." So, you know. The in-game, and when I say fantasy, it's the seasonal fantasy. With FanDuel and DraftKings, that's a whole different animal. I mean, that's more algorithm-based. And these guys are literally playing 50, 60 tournaments at the same time looking for a percentage return to to literally make money on two to three weeks out of the year. They know they're going to lose the rest of the weeks, but they're going to make most of their money on the two to three weeks that they win. So it's much different. I'm a seasonal player, and uh, this is my 25th year doing fantasy. Buddy, <laughs> I've been doing it 40. <laughs> I love it. Fantasy football's the I think it's cool. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what. We'll come back more on that uh, with preseason football about to begin. Uh, and believe me, there's a lot on the docket and a lot to look forward to. We'll talk futures. We'll talk baseball, football. 
talking to the boys, Sports Insider Radio, 800-209-1679. Inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Back in a moment. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. All right, we're back with you here. Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Back to John and Mike. And um, I think John, I think in a, in a nice way, John admits he's a mercenary. Uh, Mike is a Ravens nut. I mean, if John had his druthers, the, the Ravens would win unless he bet the other side. Uh, the one thing we know about, though, Mike, in preseason football, Harbaugh and Baltimore, they just have a funny knack of wanting to win games. And I'm looking at a preseason game here. Their first preseason game, Jacksonville uh, at Baltimore. This number is, it's the one steaming more. And this thing's up to four and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's, it keeps steaming up. I mean, they're expecting the Ravens to come out strong, especially at home in the preseason. I mean, they're good for at least two points at home by itself, even versus an evenly matched team. But, you know, I just don't know how much starters will play in this first game. Obviously it's different than last Thursday where pretty much no starters play because they only basically like a week of training camp. Now you're talking about two weeks in, 
So, you know, do I expect Lamar to be out there? Probably for a drive or two. Um, our big, you know, pickups in the draft with our first-round pick in uh, Hollywood Brown, he still hasn't been out in practice yet. He's still recovering from that knee injury. So, you know, with him out there, I mean, I do expect big things. I've been following um, Lamar's progression in the offseason, and I'm just hoping and praying he becomes somewhat of a pocket passer and this just not run the RPO all year. But, you know, at the end of the day, if he could just develop in his, you know, because we always know that development stage from the first year to the second year is really the telltale for how the person is going to become either an all-star or a bust, So, especially as a quarterback. So um, I do believe Lamar has improved a lot. They've been using him in the pocket. He's been staying in the pocket as much as possible and creating on his feet. But, but the fact is he's got young but very talented receiving core um, with Hollywood Brown as our number one pick. Um, then we got this guy Boykin from Notre Dame, who's a big, you know, six foot four, two twenty, fast receiver that could definitely uh, stretch the field as well. And we have Willie Sneed, who's our good slot receiver. So even though our wide receiving core is very young, um, we do have a decent offensive line, a good running game with the addition of Ingram and two very good blocking and receiving tight ends. I expect big things from the Ravens. You know, I'm optimistic, obviously, and I'm biased because I'm a huge Ravens fan, but I believe, you know, everybody's counting them out considering they basically, it, it, around here, when you talk to people, it's like the, the fans that are fair weather fans are basically giving the Browns the division already. They haven't done anything in the last decade, but because of their off-season pickups, they're already giving the Browns a division. They're saying that Pittsburgh is going to be is going to stink this year. I wouldn't count the Steelers out no matter who they have on the field just because of the way that they play. No matter what, it's a three-point game with the Ravens year after year, no matter where we are, either home or away with them. And, you know, the Bengals I don't believe will be that good, especially with A.J. Green getting hurt and he's going to be out the first month of the season. But I don't know how you could just crown the division of the Browns when they never won, ever. They have to prove themselves, and the Ravens do have a lot of leadership. So all goes well. I do believe I'm giving them a 10-6 and six record. Wow. That's 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 pretty salty. Um, but they they got, as you said, a lot of those things. Call comes back to the quarterback, and he's got to learn how to st- uh, stretch the field, and that's by being a little more diligent and staying in the pocket. But, I mean, that's a, that's a great breakdown of, of that team, John, and you sit there and we talk about all these opportunities and all these teams and all the prognosticators and you got future odds and you got regular season wins. Uh, but the funny thing is, just like if there are algorithms and numbers that dictate how in-game wagering would go, from a futures perspective, uh, if, if I would say this, if Mike likes... Baltimore to be ten and six, then you'd have to say I think there'd be tentacles to that that it would correlate to maybe Cleveland and Pittsburgh, you know, taking taking a little bit of a knock because likely if the Ravens are ten and six, they're gonna be doing it at Cleveland or Pittsburgh's expense. Boys. When you watch it when you watch these games in real time, you know, you also develop a feel like in game live wagering, just to give you an example, you know, getting back to baseball for a second. I said when Houston was down one nothing, you could lay two and a half twenty. And now now they're winning four one. 
Now, I'm not going to that play, but the point is, is that you can get a feel for certain things when you're watching them. And, and, and this is the point is too many people are focused on the teams they like, like the Ravens, like your Buffalo Bills. I'm not knocking either one of you guys. I'm saying that they focus if, on the teams they, they like. Let me, let me just ask you something. Are you walking while you're talking? I will try to stand. Yeah, just stand still. <laughs> I can tell you're walking around because you're, you're cut out in and out a little bit. Yeah, yo, nail, yeah. nail your feet to the floor. A, we're also getting a bad storm. It was sunny when we started the show. Now the skies are literally black. Um, but anyway, I mean, I've you know, seen I've seen you in action. I mean, you are like a shark in the water. I mean, you you are constant yeah. motion. Well, the thing is, you know, I don't have a chair, so I stand. Um, so <laughs> hard to stand. I cement my feet right where I'm standing. But, no, look, the reality is fairdom. Is that a word, fan-fairdom? Fan-fairdom is what basically cost a lot of people a lot of money. They're focused, hyper-focused, on the school they went to college, on the state that they're from. And the reality is, you you know, it's a cliche where, you know, don't bet with emotion, don't trade with emotion. But the reality is is that it's a cliche, but it, it's the truth. And, you know, all I can tell you is, you gotta not worry about. It. I have had clients tell me, "If you don't ever tell me to bet against the Dallas Cowboys, I won't." So again, this concept of you're you're, you're do, more do you, do you make, than your pocketbook. Do, when someone does that, do you actually do you actually make a footnote uh, on that person's uh, folder, or, or do you get to the point where you, you can't help yourself and say, "Listen." <laughs> What do you, how do you play that card? Uh, I just look, look, this is the info. If you're not going to bet on them, don't bet against, you know, don't bet against them, just don't bet on them. I mean, this is fundamentally you wouldn't fall in love with a company, so why would you fall in love with a team when in a world of free agency where all the players come and go? I mean, yeah, the same world we live in. You're walking again. No, I'm not. It's just a bad storm. Can you hear me? Oh, no. Oh, the the storm's kicked in? Well, you got thunder and lightning? Like, my son basically is anti-Denver. You know, emotionally, Flacco's on Denver, so he's done with Denver. You know, it it gets people start that young, being fans of particular teams. That carries over when they get old enough that they're able to play. You know, here's here's an interesting thing. You've talked about your son. Uh, for a lot of years, and he watches what Daddy does, and blah blah blah. But now he's into fantasy football. Uh, I think it'd, it'd be really interesting to to watch like a young guy, a kid like that, as he's growing up. But it, it's got to be pretty interesting to watch his knowledge base for evaluating sporting events grow right in front of your eyes. That's got to be pretty cool. I mean, I'll let Mike, Mike, Mike is his buddy on that. Mike can tell you all that. I mean, it, it is a different world. It'll be interesting. He's 14. When he's 24, the type of sports better. It's going to make the job of the books a lot harder. Let's put it that way to beat guys like my son. It's fun to watch these young. I, I would think that would be really cool because everything, everything you know, Mike talks about him. His knowledge base is uh, you know pretty exceptional. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I was just I'm listening in, and I'm basically just thinking in my head about the type of clients that I was talking to earlier today. And I had one client that called in. He's 21 years old. He's still in school, and he's got a minimal bankroll, and he's looking to double it day after day. 
and I try to like explain the trading concept to him and explain the money management concept, but it was so far-fetched that he just could not grasp it because in his mind it's the game tonight, what am I going to do tonight? I have no goals for the season because he's not he hasn't been in the world long enough. He's just basically starting up because he's got a local book that's legal in his state, and he could now bet, and he's 21 years old and he's excited, versus the other guy that I talked to who completely understood the trading aspect, completely understands the in-game, and gets it that it takes time to build wealth, and he's not hyper-focused on any of the teams. He's not, and I explained to him that I play international soccer, and basically he could have his plays in before he even wakes up in the morning, and the guy was so elated where he goes, I couldn't believe it. Most people just want to call me and tell me about the hot pick tonight, and you're talking about international soccer that probably I don't even get on TV. And he truly understands that money management trumps everything else. Like John was saying, when he's doing these in-game lines, I think there's particularly the that he took from a 200 favorite last night, and he got him into a 200 dog scenario because they were a home team in baseball, and he actually moved the line by 400. I mean, you don't get that type of value by just taking a game night after night and just forgetting about it. This takes time, this takes effort, it takes skill, and it's more than and the human element. And you have to have that whole, you have to have every piece of the pie present if you're going to make money in this business, especially that we're going into a new era where trading is more relevant today than it has in years past because we have access to every type of line possible. Where 20 years ago that would it was far fetched. So you know I'm very excited where this actual business is going, and I think more and more people will understand that to treat it like a business and an investment is more relevant than trying to just hit a hot game night after night. Hey, I, John, tell me about this Saturday, August 24th. We kind of wet the whistle, right? We get Miami and Florida, Arizona and Hawaii. We get a couple of college football games. Everybody, go, oh, wasn't that fun? Then you come back on Thursday, you got 16 games, you got about 10 on Friday, and then there you go, that first full Saturday. Sunday you get Houston at Oklahoma, then you even get a Monday night game, Notre Dame and Louisville, so college football makes a splash when it comes out of the gate. But, but talk about that first full Saturday and what, you know, what those days are like uh, when we get into the teeth of a college football season with morning noon and I mean, night for, games for me personally that you know i'm monitoring the trading algorithms mike's handling the clients on the phone a long day honestly but but uh the reality is the biggest problem you know the biggest not a problem it's not a problem to have too many clients the biggest issue is newbies um wanting to play that nine o'clock slash 12 o'clock set so you know when you're looking at uh you know you're looking again it Look, the people that we deal with, like David Miller and the, and, and the other people you know, and Kenny White and yourself, we're, we're you know, uh, your your buddy puts out the numbers at at, at the uh, at the uh, what, what did he already put the numbers out yet, Tony Miller? Oh, they've done college games of the year, yeah, and everybody's got their contest that they're getting ready to unload, and, and and again, the offerings just become bigger and bigger and bigger. But yeah, week one NFL lines have been up, college games of the year lines have been up, uh, you know, so those numbers have been there. Right, so when you're at games like Miami, Florida, Florida, in at uh, Orlando, Florida, and you've got a key number of seven, or you have Arizona, Hawaii, that same 
numbers 11 near that key number of 10. I mean, you, you really got to pick your spots because the value is probably already gone if you haven't gotten these games in yet. You have to monitor these lines in real time. I'm looking at the first Thursday, August 29th. I mean, you're talking three on Cincinnati, three on Tulane. I mean, you know, three, a lot of threes, a lot of fours. You go to that Friday, you got three and a half on Wake Forest. You got ten and a half on Wisconsin. You got twenty-one and a half on Michigan State. Fourteen and a half on Rutgers. I mean, you hear these numbers are all multiples of three and multiples of seven. These are those hook games that you have to be really sharp and figure out are you going to in-game trade or are you going to uh, wait? What you will notice with all these teams is you're a totals guy. And what you notice is there's no totals up. They're very they're scared of the totals. So they leave those totals. They don't put those totals up. You can get any line you want right now, but you can't get a total. On most most places are not gonna let you. You can I got places uh, that I see I can get as anything I want down right now in these early numbers, but totals are off the board. So why do you think that is, Brian? Why do they strike the totals but they let you bet into the sides right now? Uh, I, I think pace of play is an intriguing thing, and, and with so many teams in college football, not only are there countless new coaches, but there are numerous new uh, coordinators, be it offensive, defense, defensive coordinators, and that, and well, it, I think honestly, I I never thought of this, but when you say that, what do I always say back to you? I play totals seventy percent of the time. They're not. Right. They're not putting. They're not putting totals up yet because pace of play. You can sit there and say, "Yeah, we like this and we like that." And this, they got these guys and they got these guys, and we have ratings on these guys. And you know, this team should be better than this team, and this team's at home, and you do all. But until you actually college football, there's no preseason. They just show up, and all of a sudden, now you get to see them and and see is it an up tempo offense? Do they take every second off the play clock? It's the pace of play is the great unknown, and 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 I think they're telling you there that that on their side of the counter there's too many unknowns to not even have a number on it, and that that's I don't know that's why I play totals. Well, and then when you look at like I said the location, obviously the weather's changing, but like you know when you look at these marquee matchups, I mean again, of course there's going to be a lot of interest in Atlanta, Georgia, at Mercedes Benz. Are you excited? Overly excited? Either one of you about? Uh, Bama laying thirty three against Duke on the opener. If I if I had a firm opinion on, opinion on it, I yeah, like you said, if it's on the board, well, I, it's funny, it's all in the eye of the beholder, isn't it, Mike? When people say, "Oh, that was awful," uh, that, that Hall of Fame game, that was an atrocious, that's atrocious football. But I'm telling you, when you're sitting there and you got the under. It's a thing of beauty when the game's atrocious. I mean, I agree with that. It's the same thing when it comes to regular season, when it's an ugly game like it was in the Super Bowl and nobody is scoring and, you know, they can't move up and down the field. The guy that has the over is flipping out, and he goes, this is, you know, how do these teams that score 25, 30 points a game putting up nothing while the guy that has the unders is sitting back and it's basically like a cigar bet at halftime, he's smoking a cigar, he knows it's pretty much over. So, you know, it, when you have totals, and especially in college, the lines move from Monday to Saturday so much, finding the better number is not going to be Saturday morning 
when everybody is betting as a public better. The Sharps are making their money betting Monday and Tuesday, trying to get the best number. And if it comes with a number move, five or six points come Saturday, they're just going to bet the other side. They become mercenaries as well. They don't care about just because they liked it at the beginning, the line move. They're trying to middle it and get you know to hit both sides. And they do that in high frequency throughout the season, and they make a fortune because, again, they're not doing it for entertainment. They're doing it as a business. So I think it's more relevant, again, today speaking about this. And you guys have been doing this for years. It's about seven years now since you guys recorded the Betting as a Business video. And back then it was more far-fetched, or a lot of these guys were simply could not wrap their head around the trading aspect, where now everybody understands it more and more and as we go into this new year um you'll see a lot more people beating the books if they follow a strategy like ours so john just in the closing couple of minutes uh just tell the folks how to get hold of you in in what lies ahead because football's here well i mean just go to sports insider radio give us a call like i said you know again we're not pressure over here we're not trying to sell you hot picks or games of the day as a matter of fact, the guy that called on a Monday night football to be Frank Bryan, he wants that individual release like it's a lay. You know, let me let's see, I need a bailout game tonight. He's not the guy. The guy that I'm dealing with is treating this like the financial business, treating this like the financial markets, and he's strictly in it to win it. He doesn't care what shape the ball is. He's not a fan. And, again, I do believe with the explosion of legal sports wager, you're bringing a lot of people into the fold that normally were not interested at all because – they just weren't going to uh, deal with a little bit. And so now that you have this this influx, the question is it an influx of dumb money? I mean, that's if you're listening to this show, what you have to decide is are you the or are you the smart money? And you're not going to be smart not doing this for multiple decades. So, like I said, you know, I would be a little humble and understand that. These states didn't rush to make sports wagering legal so they could lose money. It is a revenue-generating business, and that's the thing that I keep driving home to people. And uh, it seems to elude them, but it shouldn't elude them because, uh, you know, everybody's out to make a buck. You give us a call at 1-800-209-1679. We'll be glad to speak with you. That's 1-800-209-1679. Like I said, we hold seminars in Vegas. I'll be out there in two weeks with you, Brian. I didn't even tell you before we got on the air. I was booking the tickets right before we got on the air. I got some clients to meet, so we're going to play some future wagers prior to the season beginning uh, because literally I'm coming in right before that big weekend of college football. All right. I look forward to seeing you, and good luck in your fantasy football drafts, Michael. We always appreciate doing this, and we always invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. And as John mentioned, the number is 800 800- Two zero nine one six seven nine. It's the first week of preseason football in the NFL, which means the season is right around the corner, and we'll play it back again with you right here again next week on Sports Insider Radio. It's the Vegas Bowl, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump are headed to El Paso, Texas after visiting a hospital in Dayton, Ohio. 
Both cities were shaken by mass murders over the weekend. The Trumps visited some injured victims and thanked first responders for their quick action. Democratic Senator from Ohio, Sherrod Brown, met the president at the airport. Uh, the last thing that I said to the president before he left, we had just met with police officers um, in, in the hospital in a conference room, and the, um, the president said, we want to give honors and awards to these police officers. And I said, Mr. President, respectfully, um, in a group of, I don't know, 20 or 30, 40 people, respectfully, the most important thing you can do for these police officers is take these assault weapons off the streets. And beginning September 1st, FedEx will no longer deliver Amazon's ground packages as the company did not renew its contract with Amazon.